0: Welcome to the Seattle Sports Union podcast. My name is the Soul Man, Brian Solak, and I'm joined by two crazy fellows who we call Abraham Deweese and Matthew Page. How you guys doing? Is uh, that
1: what I'm we're I'm doing well, but I didn't realize I was being called by my actual name. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm often referred That'll to. Be- I'm often uh, lambasted at. Um, but sometimes I'm cursed, by me. I'm cursed by Is my that? own name yeah um,
0: we're trying to keep this pg so oh okay okay gotcha I don't know. I don't know. hey we're seattle seahawks just had a draft and we're here today to talk about the nfl draft i want to get your guys opinions first of all how do you think the virtual draft went i, I thought they did a pretty good job you know seeing the kids and the with the general managers and coaches on TV and their reactions, and I got kind of entertained by Roger Goodell because it looked like he kept – he was getting tired or he was drinking on the side or something <laughs> as the night progressed. Yeah, uh, I, I think
2: I, think I he it was having some happy juice or something. I mean, he was – when he was cheering on the crowd in the background, He's like, trying to get him to boo him more. I mean, that uh, was kind of – that was interesting. <laughs> that was definitely interesting. Uh, also MVP of the draft was uh, uh, Bill Belichick's uh,
0: husky. Oh yeah. I forgot
1: about that. Yep. <laughs> I didn't like it.
0: Anything? Why?
1: First of all, Goodell looked like a freaking moron that doesn't know how to, doesn't, doesn't know how to operate in a, in a, uh, you know, 2020 environment. In fact, speaking of 2020, did you guys catch that he got, he got the date wrong as to when they're going to reschedule the Las Vegas, uh, draft. He said, uh, right. We're going to have the Las Vegas draft, uh, in, in the future in, uh, 2020, it is 2020, you moron. Anyway. Are you saying
2: we're living in the future?
1: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and then, and then, additionally, I don't need 15 fans up on multi-view, you know, Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever they were using. It, it looked dumb. It looked forced, and I, I'm, and the whole, the whole running joke of booing the commissioner that was forced, uh, and I don't know, I. Uh, at least we I had a oh, good, I was going to say at the oh, very Nick least. Yeah. Because it was not a fascinating event to watch. Um, it, it was, you know, it, it was, it was a matter of, you everything was so timed and everything is so there's nothing, uh, there's nothing organic about it. And there's, you know, even, even when they cut away to a, to a family that, you know, an athlete just got drafted it looked like it was done, you know, two minutes later. And, you know, it's like, well, where's the actual emotion in the the moment? I didn't, I didn't see it. And the fans, the stupid fans on the screen. Yeah. They looked like they were handpicked by, you know, some committee. They didn't look like a real fans. Other than that, it was fine. Uh, Uh, From a, from a
2: technical standpoint, I think it went off just fine. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. From a technical
1: standpoint is fine. Yes.
2: It, yeah, from a technical standpoint, it was fine. Um, I've often, I've often uh, never – well, okay. I like to compare – my favorite comparison is, is uh, Olympic coverage, U.S. version of, on NBC, and then you compare it to the BBC of, of Britain or CBC of Canada. And you turn to CBC and, oh, hey, look, it's the biathlon or whatever, and they're, there's the event, they're, they're running it. And, oh, they're lining up for the next event. Okay, cool. And they go to commercials maybe between the events, actually, when it makes sense. And, and you cut back over to NBC, and it's, it's 95%, oh, let's talk about the hardship that this person has faced as they, as they, they, they became an athlete and a U.S. You know, athlete. And then we're only going to show you when they're actually competing, and that's it. And you only get to watch 5% of the actual event. That's what the NFL draft is. It, there's way too much coverage on the people and their lives and their families and all that stuff. And, oh, my God, there was like a 10 or 15 person uh, in a row where, like, all their fathers had died or, some, or, or father yeah. or mother or their uncle or their grandfather whoever somebody really close to them they lost both their parents in a car crash like last week or something and that's horrifying and that's terrible and and you know and kudos on them for rising and and, and achieving this immense, immense you know honor to be going play in the NFL and a big payday but also at the same time I don't really want to hear about it quite so much I want to know who we picked and I want to see some footage of them and then I want to see the, the pro analysts go, here's how he's going to fit, and here's why the team took him, or here's why it's a dumb pick, and then I want to see the next pick. I'm okay with the celebrations of, hey, yeah, okay, the family's celebrating, or whatever. show that to me
0: for about five seconds, and then I'm done. That's me. That's my opinion.
1: No, I agree what with, all the I agree with
0: stu- you. What, real quick, what was all the stupid musicians playing stupid um, songs? That oh, that God. was very lame. Oh, and the very forced theme of we need to,
2: you know, thank you to all our first first responders and and all the essential employees and everything. It was, they absolutely deserve props. I would never take that away from them, but it felt very forced and very fake.
0: Yeah, I mean, it did.
2: Very not, not genuine at all in my mind. But anyway, I don't know. It, it, it was a manufactured, you know, event, um, and that, you know, they they always are to some extent, but the ones when they're live just feel a little more, I guess, organic is the, is, is the phrase Abraham used and that, that, that kind of works. This just felt a little more drained and a little more fake.
0: Well said, well said. You Uh, liked it. You liked. You liked
1: it, though, right? Didn't you? (laughs) Brian Solak's probably like, "Oh, that was great." I don't know what you guys are talking about.
0: (laughs) Let's find out about more dead relatives. Come on. Some of the stories are pretty good. I'm the softy of this group. I'll admit it. (laughs) Not the softy on the radio. Don't get me wrong about that. That's another story, but. (laughs) <laughs> um, moving on with our negativity, let's, let's talk oh. about the, the Seattle Seahawks and the draft.
1: Yeah. What did they pick
0: people? They, yeah, oh. they did. They, they did. In fact, they had a first round pick at number 27 on Thursday night. And his name was linebacker Jordan Brooks out of Texas tech. Why that they, why in the heck did they draft a linebacker? I have no idea. You, what, what, what's your guys' thoughts on that?
2: Well, first I want to provide some context. They, they uh, w- This came out later, and it may be totally invented. But supposedly they were trying to trade down, and they had a deal in place with the Packers. But the Packers then told them no go at the last second because they traded into the spot ahead of the Seahawks instead for a better deal. But that was the trade they used to get jordan love which we'll talk about later but uh so supposedly we got caught with our pants down because we had a deal to trade down and we didn't so we just went and took the guy the highest guy on our on our on our board that being said it doesn't fill a need and it was a reach because he was a second round i see third round on some people's boards uh guy and I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And, and the fundamentally, if you have to explain or justify a first-round pick, then you've, ruined, you've made a bad pick in my mind. Because oh. the, first, the first 30 guys off the board should be self-explanatory. They should be guys you're going to immediately plug in and be a starter. And barring injuries or some other extended circumstances, they will either be a star or a regular starter on your team for the next five years. So a a first round pick should not be a question mark. It should be a, that's our dude for the next, you know, I mean, it should be an Earl Thomas. Oh yeah. Okay. Obviously let's plug him in, you know,
1: exactly. It baffles me in two respects. The first respect is the talent grade, the general consensus talent grade on this particular player, except for the Seahawks, Nobody had this guy in the first round, and two. So, in that speaks to the tradition of Snyder and Carroll. By the way, at least in recent years, where they picked Jermaine uh, Fetti, who no one had listed as a first rounder, they they picked him in the first round. Uh, Malik McDowell, everybody said stay away from this guy. He's in that case. We went ahead and drafted him first pick in the second round. Rashad Penny, whom nobody had, even in the first three rounds, they had him as a mid a mid-round player. And then LJ Collier, who I believe was also considered a second-round player at best and not a pass rush specialist, rather just a guy in the middle. Um, So that kind of fits this mold, again, where we got a guy who's second or third-round talent, and we reached, and it baffles me because we had two second-round picks. We could have just easily taken him later in the second round. Nobody else... If somebody else wanted him, and if somebody else wanted to pick him in the first round, I say let them. I don't think anybody really did. I think that's all rumor and all conjecture. And then two, I don't like that there is a habit of not addressing major gaping hole needs with high level talent, and that this this has happened in the past, and it's happening it's happening again. Pass rush, you you had to get that taken care of. Um, wide receiver, you had to get that taken care of, you know, there is also, uh, you know, backup running back. You had to get that taken care of linebacker. You did not have to get taken care of this year. And it just, it's baffling. They got a guy who is a depth, a depth player. He's not going to start first day at linebacker. I'm sorry. He's not jumping Cody Barton. Well, yeah, unless he's unless he he's he some, might
2: never start what's that i said he might never start he might always be a depth guy
1: he might always be on, a depth guy yeah. some,
2: some projection. yeah i mean you so, don't take that with your first round pick
1: i don't think i, I agree with you I, I i agree with you now had you had you told me that they grabbed a uh a receiver or defensive tackle defensive lineman heck i'd even take a safety or a cornerback you know you you know if you got some sort of talent who projects as a starter, go get him. But here, but at linebacker, those are already taken. All the starting positions are taken, and you know unless there's injury, the guy's not going to play. So I, I I hate it on I hate that pick on two two things. I got nothing against a guy. I think he probably is going to be a solid mid level mid level player. You know, um, but it he has he had no value this year.
2: Um, one other thing is, he's always his entire career is always going to be measured by who was on the board when he when he was taken. And on the board, and, and one of the huge needs, was the Penn State um, defensive end, who was everyone, everyone would really like. Uh, who was like the second y- mid. Yeah, Gross Matos.
1: Yeder,
2: yeah. Yeah, Gross Matos was available. Also available was uh, that Xander um, safety, Xander...
1: Blanked Xavier,
2: Xavier, Xavier McKinney. McKinney. Xavier McKinney. I, and, I knew it started with an I. Uh, Antoine
1: Winfield, the cornerback, was available.
2: Antoine Winfield from uh, Minnesota, who I really liked, uh, was also available.
0: Safety Sorry to interrupt, Espenza, too. A.J. Espenza was high on him. Buffalo got him in the second round. Yeah. Okay,
2: a, and then, I mean, there was uh, all the running backs were still on the board. You could have taken, a, you know, Swift from Georgia or Taylor from Wisconsin. Um, you could have. Uh, you could have gone a bunch of different ways and taken this guy with this with our, our first pick in the second round. Um, you know I mean like you were saying it, the, he's gonna be he's gonna be known as the guy well hey they could have taken these other guys who would have started immediately and would have filled a need would have filled a hole I mean, going into the draft we had like three bodies we needed for the defensive line the defensive line was number one on my mind in terms of priorities yeah here's a. and if we weren't going spend if we weren't gonna spend our pick there then then you need to go all in on offense
1: here's a fundamental and, here's a fundamental problem too with taking a linebacker people don't recognize this anymore a, a third linebacker is not necessary in the NFL anymore a nickelback yeah. is more important than a third linebacker
2: yeah, due to due to the passing offenses. And yeah. I mean that's that's why I was like, take a take a wide receiver. This was a this was a very deep wide receiver draft and we ignored the ball until what, the sixth round? Yeah, sixth round was when we took a wide receiver. By then all the um, good ones were taken, yeah. Oh yeah, all the good ones were long gone. Um and and you know, it's it's it it just baffles me. You need to go into this you need to go into a draft and address your needs. Okay, I understand at some point. You know, if you're high enough on the board, and there's such a great prospect, you can make the argument you take the best talent available. But, you know, I mean, if you if you have Chase Young sitting there waiting for you to take him, and you still haven't, you have an awesome defensive line, you still take Chase Young. But, <laughs> but because that's Chase Young. But, uh, you know, when you're when you're 27th in the round in the pick, you can you can there's like five or six guys you can choose from, and one of them is going to fill a need for you. You know, and instead we took the guy who could have gone in the second round.
0: Hell! If they needed a linebacker, the best linebacker went right after after oh, Brooks. Patrick Queen went to yeah. Baltimore. He, he was one or two on everyone's list. Yeah, yep. the other,
2: the the number one, I think, was the dude who went to Arizona. That's
0: right, Simmons. Yeah, stupid, very stupid. Um, not a not not a fan. Here's my here's my next question. I mean, I, I'm all over social media the last couple of days, and I'm on all these stupid message boards. Why are all the twelve fans? kissing ass and saying, oh, what a great pick this is, blah, blah, blah. Those guys know what the hell they're doing on there. I mean, pardon my French. I, sorry about that. But are the 12s blind or are they, just, are they all bandwagon fans? I, I mean, I, I, I'm irritated because they're all like, oh, look, we drafted Russell Wilson. We thought he was going to be good, and look where he is now. But we needed a position of need, and we didn't choose it. And these, all these fans to me are just blind and –
1: yeah, and to Matt's point, to Matt's point, if they had also let's just let's just say it stayed at linebacker, but there was some sort of A plus athlete at linebacker, I, I think I could have ac- accepted that as well. Um, yeah, but this isn't an A plus athlete. This is a nice player who you know measures out at second or third round. This isn't like Matt said. This isn't like a Chase Young. This isn't an Isaiah Simmons that dropped to where the Cardinals pick ninth, eight. Um, eight. number eight. Eight. Yeah. Th- that, that's one where it's like, you know what? We, uh, we don't even know if we need this guy, but we better take him. Yeah. This guy should have never fallen this yep. far. Um, but that's not this guy. This guy is just some sort of reach. And why are the fans blind to this? It's because fans, again, I, I lineback, a third linebacker is not necessary in the NFL today and fans don't know enough about football to realize, to realize the economics of, of that.
2: Defense defense is still largely a mystery to most of the average base average football fans. Um in terms of packages and in terms of positions and, 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 and all that, yeah. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of casual fans who don't really know, you know, couldn't play call for on defense, excuse me. Um but uh yeah, I just it, it, it i I think I think part of it is a desire to be you know, they want they wanna feel good about the team, they wanna they wanna look forward to a good team and they wanna be positive about it. But the other part of it is for some reason Schneider and Carroll have this reputation that I don't think is really well deserved. They got really lucky in two drafts and since then they've missed on a lot of their high picks and like really missed significantly and they've gotten lucky on some, you know, sixth and seventh round picks, but it, but like it, they keep missing. And it's like, it's like, we should give, like we should just ban the, the Schneider and, and Carroll from making first and second round picks from now on and, and have someone else in their office make those picks for them.
1: Since, you know? since 2014, I agree. since 2014, the only, First pick overall that the Seahawks have had, Tyler Lockett. That, that's the only one that's worked out. Though. All the rest are out of the league. Well, L.J. Collier is technically still in the league, but whatever. Well, you could, I
2: mean, you can make the argument that Fetty isn't necessarily a bust because he was a regular starter for all those years. He was a, you know.
1: Okay. Yeah. I. He yeah, wasn't he, a great starter, okay, but he, he was a starter. Sure. He's not a bust, but I'm definitely glad he's not on Collier, the team. Collier Ooh. is
2: still, the jury is still out on Collier. I'm not willing to call that yet, but because of injuries but uh i'm 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 ready I'm, I'm i'm an inch away from pulling the plug on penny and you know i mean yeah that there's a lot of the first picks they've they've made you know mcdowell and and, and michael christine michael is a bust i mean you know you can go down the list and maybe you know out of the say they picked a 100, 100 guys over that time they hit there's maybe three Hall of Famers in that hit or four Hall of Famers in that hit. And they hit maybe 12 times out of that hundred.
1: Here's the thing though. I'm not even no. looking for Hall of Famers. And I think that's what, that, that that's the first argument you get as well. You know, how do you know, you know, no one ever knows who the Hall of Famers are. Now that's true. But i you, the reason why these GMs and coaches get a lot of money is the good ones know how to get at least guys who can play and fill out, yeah. fill out a squad. Not, yeah, not everybody has to be a hall of famer, but you definitely want to get guys who aren't going to be washed, you know, going to wash out of the league in two years.
2: Well, I mean, at this point, we're better off always getting, I mean, using going to the trade deadline, give away our first and second round picks like candy to get real established players because we're we're obviously don't have the capability of evaluating the the first and second round picks properly because we just keep missing left and right. Yep. Uh, go use i mean you know like we used our fifth round we lost it we did have a fifth rounder originally because we sent him for what quentin denbar um earlier this offseason right uh do, do trades like that go get a guy yeah. established yeah. and and, and take, take advantage that way
1: so man why why are right. why are fans so pollyanna why are they so high in guy?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I that's why I was I mean, I, you make some good points what you're saying, but I I don't get it. it just they I I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I just don't think that they're very knowledgeable and
1: Yeah. Oh, you got to
0: stand behind your team. Uh, whatever. It's, it's
1: illegal they, to shake people apparently.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um moving on. Sorry, go ahead and finish what you're saying. No, no, I was done. I was done. Uh, the Hawks did choose two edge rushers later in the draft. One was second rounder, Daryl Taylor, who they moved up to get and fifth rounder Alton Robinson, who is the, my favorite pick of the draft, uh, which we can talk about later. Does this satisfy the Seahawks needs in your opinion, or do do we need to do more?
1: I think this satisfies me yet. We still need to do more, if that makes sense. So getting two edge rushers is exactly what I was looking for. Um, I was looking for also a defensive tackle. We didn't do that. I don't know why, um, but I, I am satisfied with getting two edge rushers. However, the two edge rushers that we got, Alton Robinson's a one trick pony. He's a speed rusher with no moves. And then Daryl Taylor is kind of like a, uh, a prototype that, that uh, Carol and Snyder like. Um, but he's not going to be in on every play. He's not a, he's not a run defender. Um, so at this point, I would still like to get one more, one more defensive lineman and somebody of some sort of prow somebody with some sort of prowess um, because th- this still isn't enough for the defensive line, but it's a good start.
0: So Everson Griffin, would that be, satisfy you?
1: That'd make me, not, that'd make me happy.
0: That would make me happy too. I don't want to mention that other guy's name. <laughs> that we keep talking about
1: Clowney. oh that would make me happy too but i don't think he's gonna he's not gonna take as big a discount as we can as we're uh, asking.
2: how about both but both at this point because i don't think either one of these guys that we drafted starts to begin with i like taylor um i think that's a solid pick i like his his his, his performance i mean he did some great things against some real competition at playing at tennessee um, but uh and i was impressed by watching his footage his tape but uh I'm not sure he's quite ready to step in immediately um, and, and a full-time role. And um, Robinson definitely isn't, in my opinion, uh, quite ready yet to do that. Robinson is the one. Is Robinson the one that went to the um, the Faberals, uh
0: school? Yes. That's why I like him. He's
2: Yeah. No, it, everything you read is, is, it sounds very positive. He's, he's very, uh, he's eager to learn. He's, he's putting in the work. Uh, he's, beat is 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 very strong he's got to work on his hands um so he's kind of a project but he's got a high ceiling and i I think that's a good value pick in the fifth round or fourth round fourth round yeah
0: fifth round round? it was fifth
2: yeah oh it's like the second pick in the fifth round that's right um yeah so so they're they're two they're two good prospects that they drafted but i the honest truth is is that it doesn't satisfy the immediate need right now that's why i mean i know it you guys got my text set this, this weekend. Uh, I was saying it felt like the Seahawks are building for the future more than they're building for this year. Um, I mean, I didn't put it quite that eloquently, <laughs> but, I, but I, that was the that was the gist of my point. It feels like, the, you know, with the first pick uh, with Brooks and with these two guys who both, you know, in time could grow into regular contributors. It feels like we're building for a future. A, you know future run we're not building for right now
1: it's so funny you say that because know, in, the, in the uh in the uh, uh press conference Carol said the exact yeah. opposite that these guys are all ready to go right now you can plug them in as and plug and play
2: uh I think you could probably only say that about our third pick and our fourth pick and maybe our fifth pick uh, but none of the none of the defensive ends or defensive players.
1: I'd say that offensive guard and that's about it. I don't trust any of the other guys to, to come in first day.
2: Um yeah the guard the guard the guard absolutely Damian Lewis. So we're not just referring to him as the guard. <laughs> Damian Lewis Yes. Uh, out of LSU he he's uh he's very impressive on tape and uh I I absolutely
0: believe he could be plugged right in on day one. Does this mean the end of DJ Fluker then?
1: Or Fluker you po- or, or your
0: Potty,
2: yeah, one of those too. Probably Fluker.
1: You can save some money.
2: Even potty actually would cost. I think he costs more. Uh, but if he's the a one-year
0: deal. He's potty.
2: the one year, and he's, a be- he's the better of the two. I'd keep him.
0: Interesting. um how, fluker what is fluker still on a two year deal left or do you know or one year left. I know he's
1: you'd only well, count he has one year left. And well. you'd only count two hundred thousand against the cap to drop.
0: Oh, okay. 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 Yes, I've been I've been I've been
1: I've been looking up this exact question for Soul Man. <laughs> 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 and this isn't even on our our our, our sheet list here. Um but <laughs> yeah. but no, I've been thinking the same thing as you guys. I, I was I'm like, well, that guy can probably start right now. And with the injury history of Fluker uh, and EU Potty, yeah, maybe you just dro- drop one of them right now, most likely Fluker, and save save a whole bunch of cash that you can use elsewhere.
2: Well, with eight, no, 19 now, 19, 19. offensive linemen on on the roster, we're going to have to make some cuts. So these guys know that. And I'm looking at our um, – um, Undrafted on, on free agents, and there's are there any other offensive linemen here? Uh, defensive tackles, two more tight ends. Uh, no, okay, never mind. They didn't add any more, um, any more uh, offensive line. So 19. Uh, yeah, they're definitely going to have to make some cuts, and I think Britt is also going to get cut because he has a large amount of money. That would, yeah, you know, I think
1: you, I think you slide, you slide. Uh, uh, B.J. Finney into that center position, save a lot of money there. And then you also probably – sorry, Joey Hunt, you, pr- you probably got to go. It, Ethan Posick probably takes that backup center position. Hunt is uh, –
2: no, we re-upped Hunt. Never mind. I was going to say he was he's still on his rookie contract. He's, no, we re-upped him. We re-upped like, him. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. yeah. it was like last week.
0: Got the best know. hair on the team too.
1: I don't want Hunt to go. <laughs> just say
2: He's a decent
0: backup center. We do need a backup center.
1: I like Posick better at backup center. but
0: Here's a question. This is out of left field, though. Do you think they could move possibly any these 8,000 offensive linemen and try them out on defensive linemen by chance? Or is oh, that too late God, in the no. do player oh, career? No.
1: It sounds like oh, something. No, no,
0: no, no. no <laughs> it sounds like something <laughs> no, they no, would no, do. No.
1: No. I do not want this. I do not want this. It's,
2: it's a completely different way of playing, too. It's not something you can you can switch to easily.
0: Okay, it's, fair enough.
2: I mean, you're attacking the quarterback instead of defending him. It's a whole different way of, of moving your feet. It's a whole different way of moving your hands. Uh, there are different rules and different places, different habits, habits you'd have to break. Um, it, it, they'd have to break some, a player down to his basic skills and then rebuild them back up. And that's just it's not worth the time and the effort.
0: Okay, fair enough. You sold me. <laughs> uh, mo- moving on, we talk about the 19 offensive linemen. We now have seven tight ends on our roster. I count seven. That is one, uh, zero seven, folks. Zero uh, we, seven. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, in the draft, in the fourth round, we drafted the enormous Colby Parkinson out of Stanford. And then we traded our sixth round pick next year to get back in the draft and drafted another tight end slash, I guess he's also going to be wide receiver, Steven Sullivan at an LSU. Uh, they what, actually what's going on here.
2: The Seahawks came out and clarified that they view him, uh, Sullivan as a wide receiver.
0: All right. Well, well, we'll still classify him in this category for the question. And he was, what's going on here? Well, who's going to stay? Who's going to go? I mean, how, how are they going to sort this out with all these tight ends?
2: I honestly think Luke Wilson gets shown the door yeah um, I think Disley is gonna be on the start the season on the IR. I think that's what they know secretly they're not telling anyone. that's what the, that's, that's what, that's what that's has to happening. be
1: the case doesn't it I mean they they yeah, have to the be worried sense. they have to be worried that Disley's probably never coming back would be be my guess
2: yeah he's a, he's at least he's at least missing you know what the first if you go on the IR it's the first ten weeks or something like that um he's, he's at least missing the first 10 weeks of the season and hey that you know that'll get him to week 16 because he only makes it to week six every year or whatever anyway um no so, yeah there's a question of whether or not he'll come back so i think wilson gets cut i think uh i think olson's our starter obviously and 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 we have what hollister then and we have um our new colby parkinson colby parkinson and then and Two then undrafted
1: uh, free agents
2: Two Dungeons Free agents who are just, you know, guys who are taking a flyer on in camp who probably don't have a realistic shot, yeah. to be honest.
1: I just want to correct you, Matt. Cool. Uh, the IR rules got changed about two years ago. I believe it's okay. seven or eight games now. Uh, so okay. it's a shorter well, period of
2: so time. He'll so miss, he'll miss half the season, in other words. Yeah,
1: basically.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Before, but real quick before you answer the tight end question, Abe, I – does that apply to Justin Britt, too? Isn't he supposed to go on the air to start the year? Or, yes, or do he has to yes, cut is. him before.
1: That is correct. Okay.
0: And okay. they probably
2: will cut him, too. Okay. Because right. of his cost. And the, and they need money. They need money they to, need... to go sign Griffin or the other guy. And it, it, after this draft, that absolutely, absolutely has to happen. One of those two can play. Um, but yeah, no, a tight end, Yeah, we have 47 tight ends now. I understand that, and and that is really my only complaint when it comes to number 133 overall, number Mr. Colby Parkinson from from the uh, tight end factory that is Stanford. Um, I uh, I always watch uh try to watch every Pac-12 uh, college football game either in you know DVR or you know later that week on you know downloaded or something somewhere. I find a way to watch it. And, uh, and, and, uh, I've always, I, have been watching him, his, his career at, uh, at, uh, Stanford and I've, I've had my eye on him. I was, I'm really, I was really excited to see him be picked by us.
1: So in my article on seattlesportsunion.com, I took a look at Colby, uh, Colby Parkinson for, uh, you know, for the draft, for the draft that we had. And I am a little worried that he seems to be a Jimmy Graham-ish type guy. And I, 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 don't, I don't know why we didn't go get a Greg olson type guy instead. Somebody who can block and wants to block. He, Parkinson looks almost – you said that Steven Sullivan is going to be like a more of a wide receiver. Colby Parkinson looks more like a wide receiver as well to me.
2: Um, first of all, on our roster, there's this guy named Greg Olson who is a Greg Olson type, um, just just to let you know.
1: Understood, but he's only going to be here for one year. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, I know, I know what you mean. Um, well, that's that's the beauty of it is, is hopefully Olson can rub off on him. I think that's that they're hoping Olson can step up and, and mentor him a bit and mold him. Uh, but he can he can also yeah he's he's more of a a Jimmy Graham or a Gronk type person, you know, guy who who can line up maybe over in the slot or out wide, <laughs> and and. You know, he finds the little hole or he's just so big and physical, you know, you throw it up in the middle and he's going to come down with it. He had one drop pass all last year and, uh, you know, the guy comes down with the ball all the time. He's going to win that. And then you try and tackle a six foot seven, 250 pound guy running at full speed in that that secondary, you know, good luck. He's going to make 10, 20 yards after the catch every time. Fair um, enough. he's by the way to uh to just 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 so you know that he is my favorite draft pick by far
0: of this draft well, that, so how about you abe do you have a favorite draft pick
1: oh yeah uh, i would i would say it's it's probably it's probably a robinson i i the guy out of syracuse taking in the fifth round defensive end uh he's uh, as i wrote my article on seattlesportsunion.com um the the pick is exactly what we need, exactly what we want—a third and long specialist who who can dip under uh, offensive tackles and use flat-out speed to drag down those running quarterbacks like Kyler Murray and uh, and Lamar Jackson, those type of guys. Um, it, it's 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 true that he's not probably going to have the same ceiling as as a. Uh, probably Daryl Taylor, but that's fine. We need quantities of players because we like to shuttle in and out defensive linemen. And, uh, I think he's exactly what I wanted. And yeah, I'm happy about that.
0: I agree. That's uh, I was saying earlier. I like Robinson and I just like him for the fact that he's ready and willing to learn. And he's going to the Cliff Averill school over there in Bellevue and He's going to be fun to watch. i probably going to take him a couple of years to make presents, but
1: can I give a special mention of a guy of a, of a pick that I liked? Not certainly if he'll ever point yes. out, but uh, I do like DJ uh, DJ uh, James, Dallas. DJ Dallas out of, out of the university of Miami.
2: DJ Dallas.
1: Thank you. DJ Dallas. And I looked at, I looked at his tape and he looks like a bruising, a bruising bowling ball type running back. Doesn't seem to have the same size as Chris Carson, but kind of has the same mentality. I think he fits properly, and I like him better than Travis Homer as a third string running back. Uh, I would. Uh, I also enjoyed uh, reading up on him and his story. Matt, you kind of sent me some information about him. It seems pretty intriguing. He had a case of the dropsies. Uh yeah. Kind of kind of a fumble prone type of dude, and had to work on that his entire career to get over it. Yeah, the yips. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last year he got better at it. Uh, and additionally for two years in a row, he was, uh, awarded inspirational player of the year, uh, and, uh, named team captain last year. And that's pretty cool considering there were, uh, there were several articles that I read where his teammates gave up on plays or gave up on games and he still played hard, even though, even though Miami was losing, you know, so that, that's pretty cool to see. And that's, that's, probably going to be a pretty good locker room influence. Even if he doesn't turn out to be a, you know, 1,000 yard rusher ever. I do like the idea of this guy as a third down running or a third string running back.
0: So or we a, keep uh, him over, over Homer then. You say oh, Dallas? heck yeah. Heck yeah. Keep him.
1: I didn't see anything out of Homer that said to me that this guy should be, this guy should be in the league. Uh, DJ, Oh, sorry. I, one, I, I, one more thing about DJ Dallas. Sorry to interrupt you, Matt. He also yep. has a lot of special teams. Um, uh, ability. He he's kick return, he's punt return, uh, and also been on uh, you know kicking teams. So it he has a little bit of versatility that Homer doesn't have.
2: Um I was just gonna say yeah, no I, I agree he, uh, he he's he's uh, you know everything reading everyone, watching, you know, the tape and everything. He sounds like a great great pick, great addition to the clubhouse um and, and team. He's not, he's not my, you know, my, I had my, I had my special guy's pick that I really wanted running backs wise. He wasn't on my list, but he, uh, because he dislocated his elbow senior year, or junior year, junior, uh, his last year, his last but, year. Uh, and, and, and in this, in, in the Seahawks running back core injuries, have devastated us for how long now. <laughs> so I've kind of wanted worried about that, but how the, you know, that, that kind of, it's going to be hypocritical of me, but my, I want to bring up an undrafted free agent that we picked up. That's a good story. Uh, speaking of injuries, uh, Anthony Jones out of Florida International running back. Uh, he's had limited time playing for uh, Florida International because there was a drive-by shooting and he got shot through the back of his head oh, wow. and face. There was a bullet entered him through the I was reading about that this morning. He bullet entered through the back of his neck and went out the front of his face, through his left, like below his left eye. And uh, he recovered. He uh, he worked hard and he came back and 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 you know he's he's survived, which is amazing. Not not only survived, he came back and he kicked butt. And and I watched what little you know what little footage you can find of him on YouTube. Like I said, you know he didn't play a lot, so there isn't a lot on to find on there that really impressed me so uh he might be one of those you know diamond in the rough guys too that we he might make our practice squad for a while and eventually get promoted or he might make the squad who knows um but he might have gotten overlooked a bit because of you know the how limited he had played and and the other impact that we the overall impact here i'm i, I we should probably discuss this in a whole separate conversation but um due to the coronavirus and the and the and the Quarantine That happened. A lot of the scouting that normally would happen didn't happen. That's why we saw greater than normal uh, picks focused only on like the SEC or on on the power five conferences, specifically the ones that were televised.
1: Because that's more. what you have tape of, right?
2: That's what you have tape of. And and so uh, they and and they have more reps and, 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 and you know, you, yeah, against against better competition and so forth this who who you know had limited time because of not an on-the-field injury um, and not not his fault um, situation um, you know you might we might have found a diamond in the rough I don't know well I, I'm we keep an eye out for him that's all I'm saying it's a great story enough? nonetheless it's a great story no, they good. come from back come back from that that's just it's wonderful
0: oh thank you for sharing that I, I heard about that but I didn't really read into it um kind of talked about this already but is there a pick that you wish the hawks took someone else personally every pick they, they used in the draft i wish they would have taken someone else but <laughs> what are, what's your opinions about that
2: uh i guess i'll go first um I, I, I come back to that round, that first round pick. I'm sorry, it just is. I mean, Brooks might turn out to be a solid linebacker and take over for KJ Wright when KJ Wright's contract is up next season. Um, but I mean, there were so many good options that were still available that filled immediate needs, and that's the thing—they filled immediate needs. If there was no, you know, great prospect available for any of, you know, we only had. These three positions that we needed, and there were none of them available. And there were, you know, the next level of guys that were totally going to be available in the second round. So hey, let's take a flyer on this athlete that we like. That'd be justifiable, but that there were just so many available in needs that I can't. I'm still trying to justify it.
1: I go back to the first round as well, and I would have rather had uh, Yeter Gross, Mo- oh gosh, what's his name? Gross Mottos from uh, Penn State. It's- um, Penn state guy. That's what I call it. Penn State guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would have rather had Xavier McKinney safety safety out of Alabama, or uh oh, yeah. or Anton Winfield Jr. cornerback out of Minnesota. Uh, we we got. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a Trey Flowers fan, and I know we picked up uh, we picked up that guy from the Washington Redskins, but I mean like, it, We got to secure this nickelback position, and. Um, Getting a defensive back of some sort would really help drive competition. You'd either make you'd either make guys like uh, Umag, Ugo Umadi or Marquise Blair better by you know having some sort of competition, hunt, hunting for that hunting for that uh, that fifth and sixth defensive back role. And uh, yeah, then again, pass rush. Yeah, I, I think they passed up a much better player for uh, a nice backup player. It, I yeah. Still struggling with that.
0: Uh, with that said, my I agree with the first round picks, but I also, if I could trade one back, I would. I like what you said about DJ does Dallas or whatever the heck his name is. But <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, I, I personally would wow. have ch- could have gotten Zach Moss. That would have been my pick. I, I, I think Buffalo stole him, and the, I think they got him in the fourth round, and. Carson coming back. I know he's come back from injury and he's, this is the contract year, but Zach Moss would have been great in the backfield with him. It would have been a good competition and been both been fun to watch this year. So he is my choice if when I could swap out. And yes, I said DJ, there are my, about DJ does Dallas. I mean, I got to make fun of his name somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, moving on. Uh, obviously the Hawks, drop picks did not match our expectations for the most part. What would you guys give them, Abe, as of a letter grade? I, I personally would give them a D, but just because what we've talked about earlier—it it did match expectations. They reached for a linebacker. They got two young edge rushers, one with experience, one with not. Just a lot of no names that they took. I mean, I'm willing to go back, you know. You know after 2020 is over, I'm willing to rate the draft again. I mean, I, it's possible. I could raise it to a C, C plus, but right now I say D for the draft.
1: This was a C for me. I mean, it, it. The first round picks an F, but I do. But I do like some of the other picks. Uh, they got two defensive ends, which I wanted, so that's you know that's right up there in the A minus B plus range. But then again, you know they 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 got uh. You know, they they missed out on some players that, that I really wanted and that kind of levels it back out. Yeah, I would say I'd say the entirety of it's a C because there are a bunch of F's and there are a bunch of you know, A's. So put it in the middle and it's average.
0: How about uh, you Matt?
2: Well, we had what? One, two, three, four, five what, eight picks? Can we finally is that how many we made? Yeah, we made eight picks. Uh, and I liked the middle five that are okay. I think, I think, um, I think they're solid. They're decent. The problem is, is that, uh, only one of them fills an immediate, well, two of them fill immediate need. Three of them are kind of investments for the future in my mind. Um, the, the, they're, they're the middle rounds. It's from round. It's the second pick through the, uh. Through the sixth pick, Uh, I think the uh, the the seventh pick and the eighth pick are wasted picks, and I think the uh, that first one was just it's too much of a reach to even justify. Uh, So I'll have to give him about a a C C minus in that area, maybe a C, Um, because I do like Taylor, I do like Lewis, I love Parkinson, and I like Robinson and Dallas. I think fills a good need for us. So you know. The middle rounds. Once again, these guys—they like they're good at middle round drafting. Just don't let them anywhere near the drafting in the first or second rounds.
0: Wow, well, I remember when your one of your texts yesterday. You at first you gave him a D minus. <laughs> I
2: yeah, you know, I mean, I'm I'm still angry about that wasted uh, sixth and seventh pick. I, I mean a six the sixth and seventh pick, the the last two picks. The wide receiver from Florida is a waste of a pick. He's not going to make the team. And, it, it, or he's a, at most, he's a special teams guy. And I don't know what they see in Steven Sullivan. I really don't. I don't see it. And I don't know why we gave up like, next year.
1: Well, he wasn't get, even a starter. He was the backup to Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus Moss. And yeah, he, yeah.
2: Caught, like, he caught like seven passes or whatever <laughs> on the best offensive team, the best offensive team in college football by far. And he caught like seven passes. He wasn't even really involved at all. And he, I don't know what they saw.
1: And he's not a blocking tight end. Heck, you said he's not even really a tight end. He's a receiver.
2: He's a hybrid, and my guess is that they probably had talked to him, and he was probably going to sign as an undrafted free agent with somebody else, and they really, really didn't want that to happen. They wanted him because they think he's a good project. The problem is, is that we have a bunch of projects on our roster already. You can only have too many projects, and yeah, what happened to Ursula last year? We traded a pick, uh, you know, from this year to get in for Ursula um, to work on him. What What happened to him, you know? I mean, yeah, I those last two picks I I, I can't justify, just like the first one. So C-minus, well, 6-C-minus.
0: 60-. Fair enough. So wh- – where do the C- where do the Seahawks rank in the NFC West amongst the four teams in the draft? Personally, I think they had the worst draft out of all four teams. Who do you guys think? I mean, Arizona, Arizona, San Francisco are probably tied for first, give or take, and then the Rams and then us.
2: Um, to be perfectly honest, I need to look at the Rams real fast and see what they wound up with.
1: Well, while you're while you're pulling that up. Uh... Uh, I, I will say this: Arizona flat out destroyed the draft. They got uh, Isaiah Simmons at eight. He should he should have never lasted there. They did a good job of shoring up the defensive line. Uh, they got that guy out of Utah, uh Futu, Futu? Oh, I love him, Futu. And then they got that guy out of uh, yeah. they got that guy out of uh, Cal that destroyed the Huskies, Evan Weaver. I mean, th- these yeah yeah uh, you know sixth round pick by the way. Seahawks could have done that. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, the, yeah. Uh, so, so I, I really love what they did. 49ers somehow got the exact, the exact guy that they wanted yet, you know, went back a couple positions in the draft and gained more draft picks. And that frustrated me. I was texting you guys about that. I'm like, no, don't give the 49ers more draft picks. <laughs> uh, they got uh Javon, Javon, uh, uh, I uh, got, what's his name? Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina, superstar defensive tackle. He, he's got some weaknesses in his game. I.E. he, uh, takes plays off mentally. Um, but when he doesn't, he's a, he's a star. So that was pretty good. And then they freaking got a wide receiver, which is what I was hoping they I, uh, exactly would not do. And they got I, Ayuk from, uh, yeah, from, uh, Arizona state and that, that's just, really that just, oh no, him and Debo Samuel, they're going to be, they're going to be rough. And uh, I was texting with you guys and we talked about Kinlaw and how they just went ahead and added a guy just like, uh, just like your buddy from Oregon that went off to uh, Buckner. Buckner. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, turned off, Buckner. they turned
2: it off. They turned off Buckner and they immediately replaced him.
1: Yep. So and, no problem. And got all their money back in their salary cap. So, you know. Uh,
2: yeah. And then they, and then they got Alyuk with Ayuk? um from asu and he's he is a uh punt return specialist but also amazing wide out
0: so uh don't, don't yeah. forget their new left tackle they got from the redskins oh yeah they made the
1: trade in oh, the middle yeah. of the draft too yeah. that's right um, so, and then finally far, uh finally what i was going to say is uh so I, I like them like i put those two teams as you know like an a grade and then i kind of put the rams right where we are at the only problem is the rams I think they kind of just went for quantity over quality because when I looked at their list the other day or yesterday, I didn't really see any names that really stuck out to me as people I remember, (laughs) you know, throughout the season, throughout the college football season. So, uh, yeah, I think they're just kind of replacing. I know they took a running back out of Florida State, Akers. um, Yeah. But I never – I don't remember watching him last year and seeing, like, oh, this guy's amazing. Like, and I watched a couple Florida State games, but uh, he didn't really stand out to me
0: watch they did get terrell lewis outside linebacker out of alabama i watched him play in college he was hurt a lot but that guy is a hell of an edge rusher i we'll see how he turns out but right now i i think he'll make a bit quicker lasting impression over our first round pick for the seahawks <laughs> that's just my two cents
2: um they also got uh terrell burgess from uh utah the safety he's really good too he is good um so yeah as far as ranking us among I, I I agree with Abraham. I think it goes probably Arizona, then San Francisco, barely behind them, and then and then
0: we're kind of tied with the Rams, at third. In terms so of power, so so does that mean playoffs for us this year?
2: So there's there's an extra team that makes it this year. No, right? We're no.
1: doing that yep. rule now. No.
0: No. Oh, it's not starting this year.
1: I don't think that. Double checking. I don't think that passed.
0: I thought it did. I thought it did too. Seven
2: teams instead of six, or whatever. Right.
1: Go, go no. on with your go on with your projection. I'll look it up.
2: <laughs> um, if it's seven, I think we might make it. If it's six, I think we miss unless we do some 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 kind of trades or or you know, go buy a bunch of defensive linemen between now and and. You know, waiver wire. We're gonna be caught watching the waiver wire pretty pretty heavily. I'm sure. Um, there's there's some big holes we still need to fill, and we didn't address them, in my opinion, immediately at least. Maybe long term we kind of did, but that doesn't help us for this year. We want to be on a serious about a run, because the Cardinals added DeAndre Hopkins, and the, it's some real talent for. Um, uh, for their quarterback to actually throw to, the Rams are in salary cap hell and won't be relevant for a couple more years, so we don't have to worry about them. But the 49ers haven't gone anywhere. If anything, they've they've lost some players, but they've replaced them with equal quality, and they haven't moved uh, on my chart at all. I think they're still going to take the
0: division. And we got Tampa Bay is going to have be close to the playoffs. You got Minnesota who had a hell of a draft. They're going to be competing there. Green Bay, New Orleans, Dallas had probably one of the best drafts. I don't know how they did that, but I think their draft was amazing. So yeah, it's going to be tough for Seattle. I think they might, if they do make, it'll it be the seventh number seven seed.
1: Yeah. I guess Uh, the collective bargaining, I guess the collective bargaining allowed for it. Um, Yeah. I remember now I was complaining about the, NFL union constantly caving into stuff like this. Um, But here it is. The new playoff format will be installed for the 2020 season. When and if the season takes place. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't, okay. For, for the playoffs, will the Seahawks make it? Yeah, I think so. Um, And that's predicated on us getting more defensive linemen. If we can do that. We're back in the playoffs. Now, are we a contender to make the Super Bowl? Heck no. Not the way we are right now.
0: No. No.
1: Well, one uh, thing we need
2: to remember is, uh, and people seem to have forgotten this. I need to point this out. When we were doing our, our get ready for season 2019, you know, we were looking at that. We were, we were all pretty pessimistic. We were all looking at that, that schedule and going, okay, maybe eight wins. Maybe, maybe
0: nine.
2: We won 11. We overplayed. We we, we, we we outplayed the quality of our roster by pretty much every expert. There was no one was picking us for 11 wins. Okay. Realize that since that has happened, we haven't improved in any way. Any marketable, any, any marketed way at all. And there are other teams. I'm looking right now at the... Uh, at the playoff um, wild card standings here, you know, and so forth of other teams that have gotten better in that time. The Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys had a great draft, yeah, um, they did. uh, you know, the Vikings got better in a big way. Um, Eagles are going to be interesting with their wide receiver gig, you know, um, player that they drafted. Um, you know there 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 are some teams here that made some strides that might surprise some people i mean the cardinals weren't 5 and 10 last year well that was murray's first year and they didn't have DeAndre hopkins you really think they're going to go be pushovers this year the buccaneers were 7 and 9 you think with uh, you think with uh, tom brady and all the things they added for him in the draft they're they're going to be 7 and 9 again i mean it, you got to realize we exceeded what we were supposed to do last year and we haven't really taken a step forward when all these other teams have
1: now I will say so this.
2: If we if we regress to the mean, if we lay down to where we should we should have been, they're gonna pass us.
1: I, I will say this. Yep. We have to keep in mind that last year when we made our projections, we were not privy to the fact that the day before the season started or the week before the season started, I mean, the that Judavian Clowney would get yeah, we'd trade for him. So we were going based off of Rakeevius Mingo and Jacob Martin being <laughs> in the same spot that Clowney took we also were although you were hopeful Matt there was no reason to think that a rookie in DK Metcalf would do as well as he did if you were if you were to ask me you know sure. what would I consider what would I consider like a great season for DK Metcalf I would go eh, 30 catches uh 500 yeah, what he did yeah about half a, about yeah. half of what he did yeah um that that would seem like a logical. That'd be a logical flow. So, I mean, yeah. there, were, there were some, there, there were some unknown quotients that were not made available to us until right smack dab, right before the season started. So, yeah. <laughs> now this year, Plus that, that could,
0: Detroit Lions, the, the, the Lions trade that we got. Oh, uh, and then Diggs, Diggs. Or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. There, what
0: happened? What? Like week like five
2: or something like that. I mean, it happened a part way through the season, right?
1: Yep yeah
2: so yeah so yeah that, that helped but my 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 overall point is is like we haven't really improved on last year's roster well all these other teams are and if anything without Clowney there we've and, and without um you know without really bringing in more help on the defensive line that's significant uh we haven't really I mean, we never played jefferson we haven't we you know, we brought back reed but we still have we still have some big holes my point is on the on the on the defensive oh, line so
1: that has Judge, to be addressed.
2: My, my point is, right now, as it stands, unless we make some some moves between now and when the season starts, if it starts this year, um, which we obviously will have to do some moves, um, but as it stands right now, I don't think we make the playoffs.
1: So I do want to bring I do want to bring this up as well that if you look if you look at the seventh team, I mean the seventh you know position for the playoffs. It makes it a little bit easier to get in now.
2: Well, that was the Rams last year at 9-7. Yeah. Okay. So but if we can go 9-7, and
1: seven, that, that might get us in.
2: Yeah, but if you look below there, you got, you know, the Cowboys getting better, the Falcons have gotten better, the Buccaneers have gotten better. Cardinals, Cardinals have gotten, have
1: gotten better. better. Yeah.
2: The Panthers will actually have some sort of organized idea of what they're doing <laughs> the Giants will be a little better actually because well, the cause Saints got... will be there well the, the Panthers the, the, the Saints that, will be that, there, there yeah roster.
1: well the Panthers drafted an entire defense did you guys see that
2: yeah did. <laughs> they needed one but so they went out and got one <laughs> that's what happens when you when you draft well is, is if you need you go and you address a need they said hey we don't have a we don't have a an entire uh defense and they went and they got themselves a D tackle and edge a safety, a corner, another safety, <laughs> a defensive tackle and a cornerback. <laughs> uh,
1: they
2: did not draft an offensive player. I love that.
1: I do have to bring this up last year and I know what they say about horseshoes and hand grenades, but we, we just barely beat the Bengals. Ugh. We only just barely beat the Steelers. So th- th- there was a, there was a little bit of a paper tiger, uh, attribute to the Seahawks that, you know, uh, I'd rather win those games almost than lose almost, you know. Uh, so barely beat the bucket here. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there, there is a lot of uh, balls bouncing the right way for us. And uh, last minute heroics, of course, by Russell Wilson. So, so we I were not heading, way. we were not wow. head and shoulders above everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean that eleven that that eleven and five was a weak eleven and five, I think.
1: Yeah, well, and then the, Very weak. the game we beat the game we beat uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs uh, that was basically due to Carson Wentz uh, his concussion.
2: Yeah, he got yeah he didn't he got knocked out and that was pretty much the end of their offense. Yeah, we, yeah.
1: W- we ended up playing against a forty two year old backup, so. <laughs>
2: Oh, who was that? I, oh, man. Was it, um, what's his name? Was it McCown? Um, it was one of the, um, Cown. Yeah, yeah, McCown, that's right. Don't ask me which McCown, one. <laughs> McCown got hurt, and he kept playing because he had to because they didn't have anyone to come in behind him. <laughs>
1: True. Oh, that's right. He blew the hammy, didn't he? he
2: could, yeah, he could barely walk. <laughs> he, was, he was in pain, he, but, like, I mean, at least he knew where he was on this planet, and Wentz had no idea where he
1: was. Imagine that's you. You've never been in the playoffs in your entire life. You've never played and won or even sat on the bench. When here it comes, your big moment. Oh, Miami! <laughs> and there's no backup for me.
0: <laughs> Didn't we almost lose to Atlanta too, to their backup quarterback, 80-year-old Matt Schaub, from my recollection? I thought that was a pretty close game too.
1: We might have. I don't remember that, but
0: we might have. Uh,
2: right? yeah, yeah, we we won by... Yeah, we, we, we barely
0: won, yeah. <laughs> I had to throw that in. Uh, I, I do have one more top thing to talk about the Seahawks. They Just because I have to, uh, they signed and drafted Anthony Gordon out of Washington State, their quarterback, who set all the records last year, who uh, I said at our last broadcast that I thought he was better material for the CFL, and I know I <laughs> – was high on him all last year but and he regressed all year long and just got worse and worse and now he's going to go back up possibly back up Russell Wilson so what do you guys think about that
1: well it was Josh McCown I had to look it up because it was bugging me um, but, oh, yeah uh, <laughs> not,
2: not Luke it was Josh um, not, no, Cade, uh, not Cade <laughs> or yeah or Cade um,
1: uh, yeah I would say oh, go ahead
2: I was going to say I don't I don't I don't really want him to make the roster. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but I, I really don't. I, I don't think um, he's going to add much value to us uh, as a, as a, as a clipboard holder. Cause really that's going to be his job. Um, if anything, I'd, I'd rather get us get somebody a little more, you know, seasoned, potentially offer some, uh, some advice in that role or, uh, on the athletic, there's an interesting postulate, uh, postulated idea that was uh, talk to the Colts now about Jacoby Brissett because he's uh, no longer used really got a role there with uh, Eason being drafted by them. Um, so maybe they don't, maybe they'd be looking to dump some salary and maybe we could get him for cheap. And Jacoby Brissett would be an interesting backup, I think. But Anthony Gordon, I'm not very high on. I'm sorry.
1: I said, no, you wait. the last couple of weeks I've said, I do not want to draft Anthony Gordon. So we didn't do that. We just picked him up uh, off the off the streets of Pullman, and brought him in. Um, it's fine. I don't, this is one of Matt's mantras. I don't really care about the backup quarterback. If Russell Wilson goes down, we might as well pack up the season. It doesn't matter. Yep. The Jacoby... Yeah.
2: I mean, that's, yeah. End, end of the day, if, if, if he has to play more than one full game, our season's over anyway
1: the jacoby Brissett idea is very interesting i i could i could get on board with that i do not like geno smith and anthony gordon is pretty much yeah he's pretty much uh he matters as much as geno smith does and geno smith doesn't matter so that's <laughs> i don't i don't i don't
2: see him as a good fit for our system either i think if, if you're gonna If you're gonna get a backup quarterback, you want to get one at least remotely of the same style of offense you run, or the same style of the quarterback that you already have. Uh, So you you know, uh, so that potentially he could take over, and the offense theoretically wouldn't miss much. That's kind of the goal of a backup, right? Right. Uh, I don't think Gordon and his air raid and having five minutes to throw the ball. Uh, versus the mobile Russell Wilson running for his life type of offense that we run.
1: Well, realistically, I don't know if he's quite out of fit. realistically, Geno Smith is the backup, and Anthony Gordon goes to the practice squad where he'll be like the scout team quarterback. I think that's.
2: Will have we signed? No, because Geno is a free agent.
1: No, he is a free agent. really right. You yeah. are right. That's right.
2: Um, there's plenty of guys out there that we can hire that are like Gino. I mean, you know, I'm sure we can find a couple of them with the unemployment line that will work for you know. Hey, I'll go stand on the sideline and hold a clipboard. Sure, well, that makes me two hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay.
1: Maybe Gordon can be a Seahawk long enough for Steve Pfeiffer, our friend Steve Pfeiffer, to get his jersey. So there's there's that. <laughs>
0: There you go. Have
2: him, have him get cut the day after Stephen buys a jersey? That'd yeah, exactly. <laughs> just not, not, right. not for Gordon, but, but because we could make fun of Stephen. I just want to
0: clarify that for <laughs> listeners. A couple NFL questions. One, not on our list, but I want to bring up the fact U-Dub uh, had, what, two guys drafted and, and Wazoo had one guy drafted. Overall, the Pac-12 didn't really have too many players drafted. Is that expected since we're such a powerful conference?
1: Yeah, I think that's expected. I mean, why? I think why? that's to be expected. I, I Matt Matt brought up a good point. A lot of the players you'll notice come out of the SEC uh, or the Big Ten, where there's a lot of a lot of footage available to available to the to the pros. Additionally, a lot of the players that are that are coming out, not you know, takeaway conferences for a minute. There, there are a lot of players who have had access to facilities during the coronavirus. Uh, a lot of the West Coast, you know, people who live on the West Coast don't have access to the gyms anymore. Um, so you can kind of see what the players been. You know that they're in good condition, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's there's a multitude of reasons. And then take into account uh, UW and Wazoo weren't very good this year uh, compared to the last couple of years. So there's, there's an expected drop off. Uh, it's a bias. It's a bad bias, by the way. Uh, NFL scouts take into account team records when they, when they look at players, Hmm, well, this team, you know, uh, let's take a look at that Sullivan guy. Let's look at that Sullivan guy for LSU. Right. Well, he played for a national championship. He's a backup player, but I'll take him over some guy from, uh, you know, like Illinois, like Illinois, uh, fighting Illini, you know, yeah. just because just he was on a good team. Well, that doesn't mean anything, you know.
2: Um, okay. uh, also, I want to say is maybe you guys should stop sucking because Oregon had four players drafted.
0: So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just saying. And, and all, basic, the, yeah. and all and the three guys who didn't get drafted immediately got signed. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. with that, I, this is – Question for Abraham. So that said, I know the coronavirus, blah, 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 long story short, Ahmed, you're running back Ahmed and Hunter Bryant. Should they have stayed another year? I mean, do you think they could have imp- Even if there was no coronavirus, if they would have stayed another year with this new offensive coordinator, don't you think they could have improved their chances to be drafted higher next
1: year? No. Um, so Savon Ahmed was going to be a backup next year. And then Hunter – Hunter oh, he Ball, was, okay yeah they, they brought in some they brought in some uh four four-star recruits that uh are going
0: with...
1: a probably but uh, <laughs> the ahmed was ahmed was like a two and a half star recruit and they brought in some four-star recruits so he's gonna go the the mass the mass exodus of the receivers also has also comes into play as Jimmy lake the new head coach has brought in brought in a new offensive coordinator that's going to run a more uh, ground and pound offense, and so the receivers are getting the heck out of dodge at this point. Um, okay. We also don't know who the quarterback. Yeah,
2: but but this was such a, a tight end heavy draft. I mean, maybe he should have stuck around.
1: Bryant. He Bryant should not. Okay, here's why. Here, here's the counter argument to that. My opinion is, yeah. by the way, Matt. Yes, he should have stayed. I would have advised yeah. him to stay, but. The, I'm just trying to figure out like in his head, what is he thinking? And I'm thinking that he's thinking he's not a blocking tight end and he needs to get, he needs to take his chances in the seventh, you know, sixth or seventh round. Whereas next year he's going to get supplanted by somebody that runs, somebody that runs the uh, new offensive coordinators uh, uh, scheme. Cause Huskies are going back to, they're going back to a ground and pound offense. They're, they're getting away from, uh, they're getting away from the aerial game.
2: So they're going in reverse from the NFL. Okay.
1: Well, what they're doing is they're going. They're going with what uh, uh, Jimmy Lake wants to do, and that's be a be like a Stanfordish type team. You know, be uh, yeah. Be a. They're actually. You are right. They're going in reverse of current trends for the Pac-12 and and uh, college as a whole. They're going. Let's go defense and let's go run game, when everybody else is going. You know, uh, aerial shows and, and attack. So.
2: Utah's had some success with that yep. Stanford's always been tough to play for the past decade because of that I mean yeah it', it, it well, make sense
1: recently it's, Oregon's you know. kind of making that that move too here uh, we, so.
2: we yeah we've, we've definitely changed philosophies yeah
1: so it's we're it's, not
2: that gimmick offense anymore sorry
1: and here's one thing here's one thing that we don't know and this happens during coaches coaching changes how many of those players had been approached by the coaching staff and said so we know you were the starting tight end last year. This year it's up for competition. <laughs> yeah. You know how many how many times does that happen? Cool because story, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's the reason why Eason left, right? Eason was Eason was informed that his position wasn't going to be uh, guaranteed, especially after that that whole problem with the Jake Hayner versus uh, Jake Eason. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but Uh, Jake Hayner had actually won the job in summer camp, but they went with Jake Eason because they thought Jake Eason had a higher, you know, ceiling.
2: I did not know that.
1: Yep. So Uh,
2: all I knew is that you have to have, have to be named Jake in order to be a quarterback. uh.
1: (laughs) And that's still true to this day, (laughs) but no, the uh, whereas Mike Leach went with the Mike Leach actually went the opposite way. Gage Cabrud was probably the better physical talent but Gordon had the better leadership skills and um, understood the playbook, right? So he went that route. Jake Hainer had the better leadership skills, understood the playbook, outperformed decent in summer camp, still didn't get the starting job. That's why he took off to what, San Jose State? Um,
2: Uh, Fresno State.
1: Fresno State, thank you. And then people are are saying this might be part of the reason why... why, uh, um, Coach Pete left is he was tired of these kind of politics things and the way college football is going. Um so Yeah.
2: So that, your 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 future quarterback is also named Jake, right?
1: Yeah, we got another one in there.
2: <laughs> Jake Jacob Sermon. Yeah, Sermon, okay. yeah. All yeah. Right. All right. So it went from Jake to Jake to Jake. Nice. And, and and it could have been it could have been from Jake to Jake to Jake. But instead it's from Jake from Jake to Jake. Hey, do you know do you know who
1: Oregon's future quarterback is?
2: Um, yeah, what's his name? The dude who stood on the line on the sideline forever last year. Um I know his name.
1: So your future quarterback blanking is, on it. is actually the son of a former Husky great Hugh Millen.
0: Is that who they're going to go with? Really?
1: Well, he's in the competition. I'm, I'm, I,
0: I don't. Okay. No, it's going to be Tyler Under- shoe.
1: You don't know. It could be millen.
0: Well, it
2: okay. It might be, but <laughs> Shue has the uh, upper hand on the spot. Well, there hasn't
1: been any spring camp, so you can't, you well, can't. Yeah. There was supposed into... to be a spring camp <laughs> to figure
0: that out. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Speaking of quarterbacks, Jordan love. He got drafted. Uh-huh. He, he got, by Green Bay. Green Bay, in fact, moved up in the draft to grab him. Why would Green Bay do that when they had a bunch of other needs? Aaron Rodgers is still in his prime. He's probably – I think his contract's through 2023. Why did they do that? I mean, why why draft somebody like that when they had other needs? Thoughts on that?
2: Uh, my guess is, is that they – wanted to do what they did with aaron Rodgers, and so they wanted them to want want to sit him for a couple of years um rogers has a potential out in 2022 i think he can opt out um and they might encourage him to take the door at that point um i I, you know i i honestly i don't know why when you have one of the greatest of all time quarterbacks but he is a he is 36 at this point so he'd be 38 come uh come 2022 and you know he's costing them wow i'm looking at the contract deals right now cap hit of 36 million in 2021 and 2022 it's 39 million that's a lot of money for one player um you know, and they can never seem to seem to get him the uh, the tools he needs to win. They never can seem to get him more than one wide receiver. Um, and the running backs, you know, are just as injury prone as our running backs. And so, you know, offensively, you know, they're, they're kind of hand tied. And so I don't know. I mean, it's a future investment. Did they need to make it? no i I don't know I mean <laughs> it, you know it's a roll of the dice it, it, it's uh, it's a little bit of a risk it's kind of nice to see from the from a usually very conservative uh, team um, they they do like to their philosophy is to develop from within and develop players within and 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 so forth and it has seen them success in the past and they see him as a really good developmental talent so they seized the day and
0: went for it did, did they ask you your opinion since you're, <laughs> you're a partial owner of the team? As a, Is that would happen. As an owner, they did not consult me, no. I would be pissed then. I mean, well, dumb move dumb move on your guys' part. They
2: didn't Just consult saying. me before, si- before signing Aaron Rodgers to a four-year, $134 million contract extension either. Yeah, I wouldn't good. have signed him for that much personally. But, you know.
1: well, every summer we receive our packets to vote in the shareholders' meeting. And I'll be voting, all right. I don't know what I'll be voting for, but oh yeah, <laughs> they will receive my vote. But they'll get my vote this year. <laughs> um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a no vote on whatever. Uh, but anyway, I am confounded by this. One, I don't know why they traded. When, when they were trading, I was like, oh, they're trading up to get a safety or a cornerback or a linebacker or just anything on defense because they got ripped apart by the 49ers. Uh, This is so confusing to me because they were one game from the Super Bowl. One game from the Super Bowl. Like maybe one receiver or one cornerback or they got ran on a lot. So maybe one defensive tackle or one linebacker. And it it just, how do you, how do you justify this? There's no way to justify this and to trade up and to, I mean, the Seahawks weren't going to take Jordan Love. Why'd they trade in front of us? This makes no sense to all to me at all. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, the other teams were Baltimore and Tennessee. Those, Those guys already have court, that, They already
1: have that quarterbacks. Ahead of <laughs> yep. They already uh, have quarterbacks. Baltimore's
2: set. We're set. And Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee signed uh, a to, to way too much money.
1: Uh,
2: so yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know what the, do they think Miami was going to take him Well, then Miami had taken Tua earlier in the <laughs> same round. So, yeah, okay. It's a good good point. And they went from 30 up to 26 and I don't know why.
0: Yeah. If and in they the, had Michael Pittman Jr. that would have been my choice, but whatever.
1: Yeah. If in the offseason They could have had
0: George Brooks.
1: <laughs> if the, point,
0: they traded up.
1: If in the season, <laughs> if in if in the offseason they had you know, you told me like, "Oh, well they got rid of everybody." And they even asked Rodgers to take a pay cut. You know, if there's any kind of acrimony between Rodgers and the management, um, you know, then I'd say, oh well, this makes a whole hell of a lot of sense because, like, you know, they they want Rodgers to renegotiate his contract and they want to just rebuild from the ground up. And um, but there was none of that. There there's absolutely none of that. And then it just it's so confusing that Rodgers has what three years left. The, Jordan yeah. Love's going to be at the end of his like rookie contract by the time, <laughs> by the time well, he's a the starter. Drafted,
2: they drafted, uh, drafted Rodgers when Favre was 35, so it's about the same timeline as, as when no, they no,
0: replaced Favre.
1: I understand that, but there's three years left on Rodgers' contract, whereas Favre didn't have that many years left. Um yeah,
0: you guys have other needs, just like the Seahawks.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, they needed they needed another wide receiver to put up on on the other side from Adams. Yeah. Um, and they needed, you know, maybe some some offensive line help. And they needed I mean, they needed oh, there's some big help on defense as well. Um wow, they, they Equanimous Saint Brown is, is is that's a that's a real name of a real player. Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: <laughs> I do love I do I do love that no pun intended that the Philadelphia's, uh, not 76ers, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. And uh, oh. and Indianapolis my favorite. Indianapolis Colts did, did what I think was a better way to approach this. What you do is you take a quarterback in the mid to late rounds. Uh, Philadelphia took Jalen Hurts. Well, I don't think that's a great pick. At least they can say, like, you know what? We tried something and it didn't work. Uh, you know, and, you know, same with Indianapolis. They, they can draft Jacob Eason. They can say – Oh well, you know, what what did we lose a fifth rounder big deal, who cares, you know. Um the, yeah, that's easier to swallow than yeah, the 26th pick overall.
2: Well, I want to I want to take a moment and and call out the Philadelphia Eagles for doing what I think is awesome, which is they drafted um Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. And they immediately told everyone, don't worry, we know he's not a real quarterback, everyone. It's cool. <laughs> uh, we're, 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 uh, Carson Wentz's job is absolutely safe. And he's their quarterback, don't worry. And um, I guess they, they envisioned some kind of, uh, you know, Taysom Hill role, uh, gadget player, uh, role for Hurts.
1: That's a great, way to, that's I, a great way, way to approach it,
2: yeah. Yeah, I love, but I just love how immediately they were, like, shutting that down and and Hertz is like like he's hearing through the media you will have no shot at the quarterback job. Don't worry, <laughs> you're not a quarterback, and just shut that down from the get go. The but, other
1: thing, uh, I, the uh, other thing I love about that is he's okay. going to a Doug Peterson system, and if there's any ability, any glimpse of ability in Hurt that I didn't see, you know, um, somebody like Peterson will get it out of him.
2: Um, what about? sorry go ahead i was just i was just gonna say uh the uh while we're while we were talking right now uh dj fluker just got cut well, there no, you go really yeah <laughs> breaking news everybody it just broke dun, 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 here in the last like 20 minutes dj fluker has been is telling everyone he's got cut uh, music
1: please oh music uh or do yeah, you I want do you music do. for that I, Do you I,
2: want him to leave? I mean, are you cheering this on? What's going on? Oh, if you're no, cheering breaking if,
1: news. If you're cheering uh, it, I got I got that. Um I don't have breaking news. I need to get that sound effect, I guess. All right. I got this. Fair will, this will this work? There we go. <laughs> That's kinda <of> closer <laughs> Poor to what <win>. flipper. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, oh, there's uh, money
0: to get our defense.
1: Yeah, that that's, there's some
0: money we got.
1: That answers well, the question question about Lewis.
0: Much, four, almost five million. Fluker I was getting like four four and a
1: half or something. You get so, a
2: two year six million dollar pack. So what? We split up three million, or two and a half million by cutting it.
1: Only two hundred thousand was like... only two hundred thousand was guaranteed. <clears throat>
0: oh, okay. So you're getting the bulk.
1: Fluker. You're getting the bulk of that back. Um, I just want want to earn a
2: base salary of 2 million, a roster bonus of uh, almost a million.
1: But what's the cap hit?
2: Uh, Dead cap for 2020 is half a million.
1: Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's awesome. That that works well. That is awesome. By the way, I do want to say I was right about something and I want it to be recorded here on the internet. Wah, wah, that, wah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, Jacob once Eason it gets
0: on the internet, it could
2: never get off the internet. <laughs> the
1: only way Jacob Eason can make it in the NFL is if he goes to a team like Indianapolis. That's what I said a couple of weeks ago, and Indianapolis was the team that you picked did. him. So there's a chance, Man. there's a chance, but it's sitting for two years. That's that's his chance. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you yeah behind... I, was,
2: I, I was, like, watching the uh, the draft coverage and watching Mel Kiper go, he just can't make
1: decisions right. You know? <laughs> I'm, like,
2: I'm sitting there going, you and, uh, you know, that's exactly what every UW fan has been screaming for the past year.
1: <laughs> so basically what he'll need to do is watch Mr. Rivers, and he needs to call him Mr. Rivers. He doesn't get to call him Phil. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Yes, sir. I'll be carrying your luggage, Mr. Rivers. Yes. Well, you explain to me how to be a quarterback, Mr. Rivers. <laughs>
1: that's what he needs to do i mean it's it's a best situation for him and as much fun as i was making fun of matt by the way um herbert actually landed into a prime situation too um,
2: oh i'm happy the I'm chargers happy.
1: the chargers have a very good team somehow got to draft really high um they tyrod taylor who i think is a is a pretty good quarterback they can take they can take a year and see if Tyrod Taylor can get them, you know, to where they need to go. Uh, he, Tyrod Taylor is basically Alex Smith with the Chiefs from a couple of years back, right? So they, the Chargers have drafted their quarterback for next year, but they get the luxury of trying out Tyrod Taylor to see what he can offer. If Tyrod Taylor sucks, who cares? You know, um, you just come back with Herbert yeah. next year. And Tyrod Taylor and Tyrod does. great. Taylor, he'll get a big contract with some other team next year.
2: Well, and they added they added um, Joshua Kelly, who was uh, UCLA's running back, who's a, who's a pretty good running back. I like him. And they added KJ Hill from wide re- the wide receiver from Ohio State, uh, and Joe Reed, the uh, wide receiver from uh, Virginia. Those two guys are actually they they went KJ Hill went way later than he should have, um, but uh, the, those are two solid wideouts to an already pretty talented. Um, stable of wide receivers and, and offensive tools um, along with, yeah, like you said, they've got no pressure on Herbert. They flat out told him, you know, you know, there is no pressure for him to start right away. And um, um, yeah, I guess I'll be have to buy a powder blue uh, um, Herbert Jersey. People forget this. I want, i wanted to own, i wanted to own one of those for a long time. I've never had a reason to, but now I do.
1: People forget this but Lamar Jackson of the Ravens and uh Patrick Mahomes both sat a year. It really helped their careers in my opinion because they did not get Oh yeah, good point. They did not get thrown into a meat grinder uh which Joe Burrow's will and may never may never recover from.
2: Yeah, I mean and how, yeah, how many quarterbacks have have the Browns sacrificed to the gods by throwing them <laughs> the, you know Well, there's
1: there's even been good quarterbacks that have been, you know, thrown into the meat grinder. I, I personally thought uh, Carr out of you know from the Raiders, could have been a good quarterback, but he was put on a god awful team and uh, was never coached up properly. So that's why he's no longer kind of
2: started his growth. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, Tannehill
2: was it was a good quarterback, and he's finally showing what he could what he was capable of. Uh, <laughs> but he got put on the on the Miami had to carry Miami for <laughs> so many years. Started his growth. Yeah. Uh, you know he's taking advantage of of, uh, of of being on a good team now, and yeah, I mean, it shows. Um,
1: well, I thought Matt Barkley could have been yeah. a good quarterback, but he was put on a team that hates quarterbacks. He was put on the Jets, and uh,
2: who, yeah, I, I forgot well, who the that. Media there. <laughs>
1: oh, and the media will actually absolutely brutalize you if you make one mistake. Yeah.
0: Just ask A Rod. <laughs> I got one one last football question. Again, this is directed at Abe. Jake Luton from Oregon state was drafted in the sixth round by the Jaguars. Is he going to beat out my boy Minshew? <laughs> uh,
1: no, but I mean, it's a matter. It's a matter of, I, I called that one too. The Jaguars were taking a quarterback, uh, <laughs> uh but what? I don't, Boo. but, but I, I don't, I hate to say this. I think his success came as a as a part of, the, uh, Oh God, what's the guy's name? Jonathan Smith, uh, system. And that Jaguars team is such a garbage, you know, pile of garbage on fire. I don't know where Luton can have any success whatsoever. I don't even know if Minshew can have any success that that team is such a, such a terrible, terribly run organization.
0: I agree, but we'll see what happens. He went six and six as a starting quarterback last year. He's capable of. Yeah, they had a decent draft too. So
2: well, and did you happen to notice how many times they they featured him on the promos for the draft?
0: Did they? How I, often, I wasn't counting. Uh,
2: yeah, I saw I saw so much Minshew. It was it was nuts. They they were you know they kept talking up you know oh well there's great values in the late rounds remember Minshew and. You know, da 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 da. They kept on like on the commercial intros and stuff. There's 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 a big shot of Minshew high fiving fans in Jacksonville and and uh, and everything. So
1: Matt, you saw some Oregon State games this year. Did you have any impression of this guy?
2: He's all right. Um, I don't see him ever being anything more than a clipboard holder, but he might add some value there. Um, I I just he's not a threat to Minshew. Um, The honest truth is is that no one on the roster is a threat to Minshew except the looming uh, presence of Trevor Lawrence in the next year's draft. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, Minshew's, Minshew, if, if Minshew doesn't perform and they go, you know, two and ten, two two and whatever, um, 14, uh, they would, uh, they'd, they'd take Trevor Lawrence next year. So it's a, they get a quarterback either way. That's what they set themselves up for.
0: Fair enough. I, I we'll see what happens. I think they had a great draft, and like I guess it all depends. We'll see what this year goes. But I think he's got enough talent to. I'm calling I, it
2: right here, eight and eight. I like their. Uh, I did like their um, their second round pick, um, yeah. Chenault, the wide From receiver, Colorado. Colorado. Oh, Lavisca. Really like yeah. Yeah, I I really like him, and he's going to be a good tool for. Uh,
0: uh, well, I'm out, I, I'm out of football questions. You guys have got any other topics you want to discuss before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, just that, yeah. what, what are we calling it? Are we calling Britt Brit going, getting cut next.
0: I think yeah, so. I'll agree with I, that.
2: I mean, yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, I mean, the dude, the dude's owed. I mean, let me real quick. Google his, uh, his
0: contract Well, you did with uh while the, you're pulling that up,
1: while you're pulling that up so like if if Brick gets cut it's and up. I don't know maybe some other guys get cut and we do sign Clowney will you welcome Clowney back with open arms?
0: Yes. 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 It, it, there's a lot of ifs there but yes, I will. <laughs>
2: okay, so he is owed 8.2. Britt is owed 8.2 this year with a 1.2 bonus, dang, and another quarter million roster bonus, um, and it would be only less than a three million dead cap hit. Okay. What about Kate? So it's, K- it's a total cap what- hit of 11, but it, but if you cut him, it goes down to
0: 2.9. Oh, wow. What about KJ Wright? Do you think they'll cut him now since we drafted this wonderful stud linebacker that everybody's raving about?
2: No, uh, I- we have him for one more year. Dude's ready to take a spot yet. So,
1: Fair. what's just the numbers Fair. since you have it up? What?
2: Um, what KJ? Is,
1: yeah. what What's the net gain?
2: KJ, if you right now has a 10, 10 million cap hit, if you cut him, it's a
1: 3.5. So $7 million wow. $7 million back plus five, so 12, 13, somewhere around 13, 14 I mean, million is what we get back. And what if we get Clowny for 13, yeah. 14?
2: Well, if you're yeah, well with what they already have available, and if you're smart with these cuts, then maybe you could get Griffin and funny. Hmm. All right. If you're smart about it, um, it would take some serious cuts. The problem is, is who are you going to play for? Right, Barton. Yeah. Maybe. Or yeah. um, or the other dude, um,
0: Jordan. What's his name?
2: No, not the not the new draft pick. The other dude on the roster already.
0: Ben
1: Burke, the guy from UW. Ben Burke Irvin,
2: DBK. Yeah, I mean, he's a he was decent as a as a as a um uh, special teams. That's about all he is,
1: though. I I don't know. That's all he
0: really is. Yeah,
1: we'll have to find out next week, won't we?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, (laughs) stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. I want to thank everybody for joining us on our Shell Sports Union broadcast uh, podcast. Sorry, I said broadcast. Same thing. <laughs> uh, follow us at com, And please follow us on Twitter at Shell Sports Union. We are also on Facebook. You can find our podcasts on Podbean and gosh, iTunes. I, I can't think of the other one. iTunes. Thank you, iTunes. Yeah. And please follow me on Twitter as well it's at SoulMen156 and abraham wanna your twitter
1: Uh, at abraham duiz
0: all right guys have a good one and
1: go hawk go sports yay sports ball (laughs)